Welcome back to the Thrive Subscribe Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Denninger. I'm the co-owner of Towncrest Pharmacy, and uh, I guess I'm also the voice of the Thrive Subscribe Podcast. Earlier this month, I read an article about a pharmacy benefit manager, Surpass, and an internet giant, Amazon, who owns PillPack. What struck me about this news report from D Magazine, written by Greg Maddox, is that there is a chasm between my vision of pharmacy and a PBM's vision of pharmacy. To me, pharmacy is about a lot more than drug product and drug cost. It's about personal relationships, managing drug therapy. Is the patient getting the right drug? Are they reaching their therapeutic goals? Is it safe? Is it effective? These are the things that, well, at least for me, define the practice of pharmacy. If you're interested, you can read some more of my thoughts on this partnership on the Thriving Pharmacist blog online at thethrivingpharmacist.com. So we come back to my definition of pharmacy. Community pharmacy is an important institution. Pharmacists are essential healthcare providers. And today, Randy will be talking to a pharmacy technician, Chris Klein-Dahlman. And they're going to discuss how it's not just pharmacists that are involved in patient care. While pharmacy technicians cannot be involved directly in the clinical decision-making process, they are often the first face that patients see. Technicians can and should be involved in supporting the many clinical services that community pharmacies provide. Let's listen in. Welcome, everyone, to Thrive Subscribe, and today we have a special guest. It's Chris Klein-Dahlman. Chris is manager of clinical services for the Marquess Group, which is a family of independent community pharmacies in metro Atlanta, Georgia. But she also serves as director of education and training for the Institute of Wellness and Education. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me, Randy. I appreciate it. Looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. You know, I've known Jonathan Marcus for a long, long time. I know he's been very innovative um, in his area of community pharmacy, especially in the Atlanta area and nationally. I know he does a lot of things nationally. But I'd like to know if you could kind of share uh, the services that the pharmacies provide um, in the community setting that's beyond the traditional dispensing, but the enhanced services. Well, thank you for asking. Um, we have 10 pharmacies, 10 community open door pharmacies in the metro Atlanta area. And because they're independent, because they're connected to their community where they, you know, exist, those services can vary. So we have traditional um, services like independent, or like immunizations, blood glucose monitoring, blood pressure. Uh, we have over the years also done bone density, um, certain point of care testing with uh, maybe flu, which is very popular today, and um, our focus as a company really resides in diabetes and immunization. So we have accredited through AAGE uh, patient education classes on diabetes. We also provide employer-sponsored um, employee coaching on diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Uh, that can include hypertension. And then we also have accredited continuing pharmacy education. In immunizations, we're very proactive in our pharmacies. Um, we strive to meet um, 
the national standards to ensure that our own patient population meets those standards. And we actively communicate with them and work with our patients to ensure that they're following the protocols and they have the best coverage possible. We work with employers, schools, churches, um, other organizational groups for um, the traditional adult uh, scheduled vaccines and on occasion travel vaccines. Uh, being in the state of Georgia, our protocols for vaccinations are a little different than other states. So travel has a limited application just because of the existing uh, laws and guidelines. But that's what we do. And we're very patient centered in everything that every concept, every task, every conversation. That's where we are. Well, it sounds like the other role that you serve um, for the company, uh, for the Institute for Wellness and Education as Director of Education and Training, that really the community pharmacy and the educational aspects that you're doing, both at the patient level, but the employer level, even at a continuing education level, really tie in together nicely. Because obviously pharmacists are very accessible uh, to the public, so providing them with that education, especially over chronic diseases, such as diabetes and cardiovascular disease, is an important role. So can you talk more about that as well? Um, yes. <laughs> so we know that there are uh, 14 designated diseases uh, determined by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. And we have incorporated with different um, intensities in our pharmacy um, the service called chronic care management. And those 14 diseases allow pharmacists to counsel patients uh, directly, but they do it in partnership with the medical team. So you've got the doctor, the nurse practitioner, the physician assistant. We work in collaboration to make sure that the patients are achieving the outcomes for disease control, that the medications and the encouragement, and it does take encouragement. Sometimes a chronic disease is so lingering, um, a patient can be discouraged. So we're not only doing the task, we are helping them emotionally and we are helping the family members. So that would be chronic care management. In terms of the day-to-day, -day, uh, medication therapy management is a big part of what we do. It's part of our workflow. It is naturally considered best practice. And um, I am a technician and uh, from the workflow status and the technician status, I find medication therapy management to be the first step that a technician can take to move into an advanced role. Probably eight out of the 10 tasks that it takes on the platforms or the engagement with the patient can be completed by the technician. It's the actual medication therapy, um, the medication counseling, and the medication prescribing that the pharmacist can do. Um, one of the aspects that excites me most is that, particularly in independent community pharmacy, I think the technician has the greatest opportunity to be connected to the patient. Um, the chains are moving that way, um, but there's still boundaries and there are still limitations. And in a hospital, usually the technicians are not at bedside for patient care. They might be delivering meds, they might be doing medication reconciliations in the ER, um, they might be handling um, inventory control, but in terms of the clinical engagement, a technician in a hospital has less opportunity for that than a technician in a community pharmacy. 
I appreciate that. And, you know, it's interesting you bring up chronic care management and MTM. I mean, these are two areas that also um, can provide a new revenue stream, but more on the medical side of the equation, not on the pharmacy side, the product side, where obviously reimbursement has been hit hard and continues to be hit hard. And so as we work as part of the team and share within the payment model of the of the medical team, the pharmacy team, the, the whole um, patient care team, I think it's exciting to know that you guys have you know found a way to partner and, and be a part of that as well too. So thank you for sharing that. But you also talked about, you know, with MTM in particular, the role of the technician and how that has evolved, that they can do more than what they traditionally have been doing. As you may be aware, um, Chris, with the Flip the Pharmacy um, initiative that we have going on nationally, we have six domains. One of those domains that we're really saying pharmacies have got to transform is how they utilize their technicians, optimizing the use of technicians so that the pharmacist can be freed up to optimize the the uh, pharmacist's ability to impact the outcomes of, of patient care and, and medication outcomes. Can you expand upon the uh, things that you talked about as far as there's a different role now that technicians can play um, within that um, that environment as far as how, how what, what does the technician actually do that's different in that setting that's helping the pharmacist be freed up because you're getting them all the way to the point where now the pharmacist can do the assessment, they can do the counseling, and they can do any type of um, recommendations, prescribing, um, working with the prescriber to make sure the patients optimize their medications. That is a great question, and um, I'm going to approach it from two different directions. I'm going to approach it first. Um, by the patient relationship and what the technician can do. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, I would like to reference what the technician can do in terms of the reimbursements, the billing and reimbursements. So first point, um, while we don't have specific titles, you know, job titles for a technician, we do have categories of tasks. And so those categories kind of lead to a job title. We might have our front store technician. I like to think of the front store technician as the front line for conversation. They are the person who hears what the customer is saying and is not saying about their medications, about their life, about their feeling well or not so well. And when that front store technician understands the medications, the disease states, the implications of the two, and they can learn to anticipate what the patient needs. Not that they're counseling, but they're catching what might be in place. They're the ones who understand and connect and are able to go right to the pharmacist and say, I think you have an opportunity to counsel. This is what the patient is saying. This is what I'm picking up. Could you please assist the patient? So that would be a front store technician. The next is the dispensing. And the dispensing technician is watching that we have adherence and compliance. And so they're watching to make sure that the patient is actually getting their maintenance medication filled on a regular basis. They're going to be watching um, certain performance ratings to determine if they're really meeting standards that have been set in terms of best practice. And often it's referred to as equip scores, but it could um, tie right into the, the MTM platform. If you're using an MTM platform or a pharmacy software that has it built in, a patient management software, then there are prompts 
let's say, patient is due, potential drug interaction. It's not that the technician is going to address those, but they are going to monitor the due date, the interactions, and when to take that conversation to the pharmacist, which allows the pharmacist then to speak with the MD or the patient and determine what would be the best next course of action. And then you have what we might call a med-sync technician. This is key. This is the technician that watches the due dates, the adherence and compliance, but they are on the phone with the patient. They're still having quality, um, casual conversations, but informative conversations that let the patient know they're interested, they're caring for them, and they're just checking on them, which becomes part of the monitoring process. And again, if there's a need to change the medication, it goes back to the pharmacist. And all of this feeds into the pharmacist who serves in the clinical capacity. Um, technicians are moving away from a task orientation to a patient care, patient focus orientation. Yes, they're still going to be proficient in the tasks, but they've got to have that patient focus in front of them at all times. Now, let's go to billing and reimbursement. Um, technicians now need to understand the distinction between a pharmacy benefit and a medical benefit when it comes to insurance coverage. And they need to understand that there are pathways for pharmacies to bill and receive payment back. But there are pathways, different pathways, for the medical billing. And I imagine it like a roadway. If you put in your GPS, you want to go from Kansas City to Chicago, there's a pathway that takes you north into Iowa and then across Illinois and into Chicago, or you can go east through Missouri and into Illinois and then north. Both will get you there, but they are two different pathways and, and have two different experiences. The same is true with pharmacy and medical. There are different points of communication, different e-communication tools that let the money flow back into the pharmacy. So we have a clinical side, but technicians still have to be competent on the task side. And the only other thing I would add is um, they really need to be savvy about computers and how to navigate them and move around them. Because on the pharmacy, you have pharmacy software. And on the medical side, you have an electronic health record, an EHR. And you can toggle between the two to record and document patient encounters, as well as uh, transmit these, uh, the claim to be paid. Excellent. That that was a very good answer, uh, Chris. And, and I thought you really explained everything well as you were talking about this. And I love the term that you're saying, moving away from a tax orientation to a patient care orientation, which is the same thing that we're talking to the pharmacists themselves who have been maybe more in the traditional dispensing process to you got to move out of that and really think about the overall picture of how do you help improve uh, patient outcomes with medications. But then as you talked about the different types of technicians, I actually tried to characterize each one because you talked about the front end or front store technician. And I actually, with what you're telling me, I'm like, this is the triaging technician. They're triaging the patient so that the pharmacist knows what they need to do with this patient. Then you talked about the dispensing technician. I said, well, that's your technician who's doing all the evaluation, the evaluating technician, looking at patient compliance and, and overseeing the the uh, practice-based performance metrics. Then you have the MedSync technician that's really monitoring and informing. So they're providing information not only to the patient, but back to the pharmacist who can do the evaluation for them. 
But then you talked about the billing, and I really appreciate what you talk about, how you distinguish between medical versus pharmacy benefit, because those, those are two different pathways. And so you got the clinical side that will have a different pathway, and you got the pharmacy dispensing side, which has a different pathway. Or do all three of those technicians get involved in the billing? Is it the dispensing technician? Is it the med sync technician? Tell me more about the, the billing aspects and, and who takes care of that. I think on a personal level and on a, an experiential level, I think that technicians have to be broader in their skill set. While we may have specific task assignments or job responsibilities, you still have to be competent and you still have to have a knowledge beyond what you're doing. Um, so yes, I would say all three of them have to know what the billing process is. Sometimes you'll have increased proficiency on the computer, but let's take that front store technician. So Usually, a front store technician is viewed as we accept the prescription because we still believe that someone walks in the door with a prescription, um, or they are picking up. Oh, we're looking for the package. But that front store technician also has clinical opportunities in terms of what we call companion products. Um, a classic in our pharmacy because of the diabetes and the cardiovascular, if a patient is on a statin, there is clinical peer-reviewed, evidence-based information and guidance that they, a person on a statin should be considering CoQ10. Well, is that front store technician in conversation with the patient to say, have you picked up your CoQ10 while you're picking up your statin? Have you picked up um, a new set of compression stockings? You know, it helps blood flow. Um, they are clinically recommending based on the pharmacist. Now, they're not telling them which product. They're not telling them which dosage. They're asking, have you considered? Have you picked up? If there's any specific clinical information, the pharmacist is going to come in and step in and do it. There are plans, particularly in the Medicare D, where vitamins are now being, nutritional supplements, vitamins, et cetera, they are now being covered by certain Med-D plans as a benefit. I think it's important that that front store person have a picture of billing. Um, there are certain plans that are very wellness-based for under 65, commercial-based, that support using the FlexBend card. That's another aspect of billing. So in each category, depending on how they serve the patient, yes, I do think they should know billing. I do think they should know how to navigate. Um, I think our technicians should also be proactive in knowing about what I will call manufacturer-based reimbursements or rebates, incentives, um, copay cards, call them what you want. Um, I'm not always in support um, of certain discount plans. They have negative impacts that the technicians will never know about. Um, it depends on the pharmacy. It depends on the company, what is accepted or not accepted. But usually the manufacturer su payment supports are um, easily accepted by all parties. And so, yes, in a simple description, they need to know. Those are some examples. Yeah, Chris, I, I have to tell you, your wealth of knowledge and information as I'm listening to you, I'm like, boy, how do I get someone like a Chris 
you know, in my practice, and I've got very good technicians. So if they're listening, I I believe in all my technicians <laughs> and stuff. But what we're working on right now, and they know this, is we haven't done a good job of cross training, making sure that these different roles that you're just discussing, that they're a part of all those roles, but they also have the knowledge that you need to have because there's a lot of different areas, and it's in. I'll add one more pathway: the DME billing. Um, you know, as you talk about compression stockings, or maybe you identify someone who has diabetes, and you say, you know, have you thought about uh, diabetic shoes? I mean, there's a, there's a just a wealth of opportunities that I think technicians need to be a part of those opportunities, understand them, and be able to take it from beginning to end. Some may be better at certain aspects, like you said, more of the computer; they may have more proficiency. But that doesn't excuse another one from learning as much as they can to be able to step in, especially as we talk in today's world with, you know, the coronavirus, the COVID-19, COVID you know, we, we may lose some staff, right, who might be exposed and start to feel sick. Then we got to have someone fill in. Tell me what you're doing um, within your pharmacies to do the cross-training, and then how do I get someone to the level that you're talking about um, because you guys have seemed to have figured out the education and training of technicians, uh, and and I just want to know what what do I need to do as a an owner to get someone to that level? Well, Randy, um, we're always going to have staff who have varied levels of interest, motivation, and resulting skill set, and so as owners and as lead members of the team, I think we have to strive to reach certain levels and we have to exhibit patience and encouragement and support for those who take a longer time to achieve it. Um, we can have different people in different pharmacies and you're always going to have one that kind of stands out and can handle multiple things, but we have to provide that environment to encourage others to come into a more active participation of the circle. Um, technicians are going through, this is my perception from a practice standpoint and, and a teaching standpoint, I think technicians have been content to have a very designated role, a very specific description, and their cheese is being moved as drastically as pharmacists are. Um, I think our traditional technician training programs have been very focused on just passing the PTCB test. Um, I think we have to be more holistic. Uh, there are actually two agencies uh, in the United States who provide national certification. Uh, PTCB stands for Pharmacy Technician Certification Board. And then we have the ACCEPT test, which is part of the um, it's NHA, the National Health Alliance. Um, NHA really is an organization that is more holistic for healthcare in its training and development, and sometimes I think their test reflects that. PTCB is highly pharmacy-focused, very much pharmacy professional-focused, and that would be its characteristic. Both are strong. Both have their place. And both reach um, a group of technicians, but even those organizations are expanding the view of the technician to realize there's more out there and more will be expected of you. So um, the needle is moving. <laughs> 
like move the needle. The needle is moving, uh, but we're not where we want to be. And I don't know that any pharmacy is exactly where they want to be. So do you, let me ask you then, um, going back to the initial question is, um, do you have a rotation cycle um, for your technicians? So they're going through each of those different roles, because that's what we're working on right now. Um, we try to, but to be really honest, we try to, but it's, it's very interesting. Technicians get very loyal to their pharmacy and they get very loyal to what they do and how they interact with the patients. And so, yes, we know we have to do more on cross-training. Yes, we have a desire, a goal. Um, are we there yet? No. Are we working towards it? Yes. Um, if you're an independent pharmacy and connected with um, a large distributor, or there are a couple of uh, national resources for technician training and development. Um, that helps the process, particularly the independent pharmacy that's in a rural area that does not have access to formal academic training. Or if you want continued professional development, continuing education online is an excellent resource. So as an employer, I always encourage other employers and pharmacy owners find pathways to help them develop and encourage them. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to pay them more. It can be the fact that they can access it and you can support them uh, by covering the cost of the class. You know, one of my, uh, one of my proudest accomplishments, you know, as being an owner and, and having to make some decisions is hiring people um, that had no technician experience and have then developed and became, you know, um, a certified technician, developed their skill sets. I've lost a lot of these people because they've moved on, whether they moved away or they found another opportunity that was even better for them. And they always come in to me and they feel so bad because they're so thankful that I gave them the opportunity because they never even thought about being a pharmacy technician. I just let them know I'm very proud because I realized I provided you a pathway that you otherwise didn't have. And so I have, you know, a lot of uh, technicians out there who, you know, kind of grew up within our system um, who are now doing very, very well in their own careers. And, and again, you know, I don't look at that as a negative that I lost them. Um, it, maybe in a sense that if I could have provided them with something else, maybe they wouldn't have left. But like I said, sometimes it was beyond my control. But it they also provided them with a new pathway. So that was very exciting for me. So I, I appreciate that. So one of the questions I have for you then is, is as a, again, as we work with pharmacies transforming their practice, and, and I think it was encouraging to know that you guys are still figuring it out too, as far as the cross-training and everything else. From the technician perspective, Chris, what can I do as a better job as an owner and as a pharmacist to get them at, to engage to the level that you're talking about? So not only do they understand the different pathways of billing, not only do they understand, you know, where pharmacy is going and, and more of a patient care initiative, but they they become they they take ownership of it. So because that's one of the issues that I'm seeing is that they still see themselves as being, you know, part of the process, but not really the driver of the process. And I want them to be the driver of the process. Because I want the pharmacist really being focused more on the, the medication optimization, the evaluation, the clinical aspects of, you know, making sure the patient is, is on the appropriate therapy and that they're achieving therapeutic outcomes. What can I do to help get the technicians 
more engaged so they become or they they take more ownership of the processes. I could say a lot, but I'm going to limit it. <laughs> Again, I, I am blessed to have experience, and I'm also blessed to be connected to the education side. Um, for me, as a technician, I think the biggest point of encouragement is making sure that pharmacists are on board with the new practice expectations. If a pharmacist still views a technician as the person who does what I tell them to do, or I don't want them coming in with any kind of education because I'll show them how I want to do it. I think that is the first limitation. And I have talked to technicians who have changed um, work environments because they did not feel encouraged by the pharmacist. Now, that comes to ownership and motivation. Um, if you've got a, if you're able to hire someone that you can train, if you're able to hire a technician who has a certain level of experience but has a desire to go more, um, continue to support the professional development and the attitude that they are developing professionally um, in their work, in their workplace. Um, it's very interesting right now. We have all seen a serious reduction in pharmacy staff, uh, community pharmacy staff across the board, both pharmacists, student pharmacy interns, and um, technicians. Um, technicians need to hear the message. They are going to have to grow in their own workplace. I keep going to the phrase, bloom where you are planted. Changing jobs is no longer the pathway to getting more money, more training, or more job performance, or more influence. Some people are looking for a managerial position. Um, it's just not the pathway anymore in pharmacy. So bloom where you're planted, persevere, and, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but there's great, great opportunity to grow professionally and with skill set. And don't be discouraged by the different ways of doing things today. Embrace them, learn from them, grow with them. So that's the message. And I don't know that we have a pat answer, but I think we have to keep striving. No, but I appreciate that answer because it really is cultivating, right? It's cultivating the technician to help them understand yes. the viable role that they play within the practice. I make it very clear to anybody who comes to visit the pharmacy. And it started, you know, 14 years ago when I became an owner, when I would introduce visitors to the pharmacy and, and introduce them to all the staff. And, you know, someone, a, a technician would say, well, I'm only a technician. And I stopped that. I said, no, no, no. I said, there's not a, an order here as far as who's more important. I said, everyone here is equally important. One without the other, we don't have a pharmacy practice. So it's cultivating that, that perception of what am I here for? What's my role? And, how, and I'm just as important as everybody else here. But now I need to become engaged and take ownership of the task because this is where we need to go for the future of pharmacy if we want to continue to be a viable and sustainable practice, this is where we need to go. And I do share with my staff, you know, the changes that are occurring. 
um, within pharmacy practice. Not to scare them, but just to say this is the reality. But there's so much opportunity on the back end if we can make this thing happen and do it the right way. And so we have survived. And I, I've got very loyal, not only technicians, but loyal staff in general because they appreciate the efforts that we're going to make sure that our practice is very sustainable and viable. And, and again, I will say the technicians that we have um, have been so valuable to us and, and I want to make sure that they're recognized for that as well too. So I appreciate the answer. It was right on, right on target. So as we, well, this, I, appreciate oh, your, go ahead. I, I appreciate your, um, I appreciate your encouragement for your technicians and your development for the technicians. They've got a great environment to work in. Um, and you're right. And while we talk about tasks, I just want to say one more time. Once the technician moves to the patient care focus and they realize how important they are in whatever they do to the wellness of that patient, that helps them understand their importance in the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Chris, as we end this interview, and again, thank you very much. You're, again, a person who is well-spoken. You've been there. You understand this. Um, any parting advice that you'd give to the technicians and to the pharmacists out there as far as um, getting everyone to the next level? If you could say there's one thing you should start working on um, based upon the information you provide us today, what's the one first thing that people should really focus in on to start moving their practice forward? Really start thinking about the patient first and what you can do to help the patient. Great answer. Well, Chris, thank you very much for your time today. This was a great interview, and I appreciate all the efforts that you're doing. And um, thank you again for being such a great guest. Thank you for having me, Randy. I so appreciate it. Take care. The Thrive Subscribe podcast is brought to you by Thrive Pharmacy Transformations. Visit us online at tptransformations.com, where you can join our free community to inspire you, challenge you, and transform your pharmacy practice.